0: Hey guys, that's from Paranormal Inc. Ohio here, back at it again with another podcast episode. Tonight's podcast episode is going to be about the voodoo rituals and some of the well-known names of voodoo. Again guys, if I cough and hack, I think I am almost completely over this, so this should be the last time if you hear me cough or hack at all today. So, before we learn some of the rituals, I'm going to tell you about a couple of well-known names in the voodoo religion. We're going to talk about Papa Legba and Marie Laveau. Now, Papa Legba is a big one. Papa Legba is a liwa in Haitian voodoo, Winti in Louisiana voodoo, who serves as the intermediary between the iwa and humanity. He stands at a spiritual crossroads and gives or denies permission to speak with the spirits of Ghani and is believed to speak all human languages. In Haiti, he is the great allocutioner. Legba facilitates communication, speech, and understanding. He is commonly associated with dogs. Papa Legba is invoked at the beginning of every ceremony. Papa Legba has his origins in historic West African Kingdom of Dahomey... located within present-day Benin. Now... Alright... Sorry, guys. Again, I'm trying not to cough. He usually appears as an old man on a crutch or with a cane wearing a broad-brimmed straw hat and smoking a pipe, or drinking dark rum. The dog is sacred to him. Legba is synchronized with Saint Peter, Saint Lazarus, and Saint Anthony. His vive incorpates, a walking cane on the right side, offerings to him typically include candy. Legba is a favorite Iwa of children due to his jolly grandpa-like image. He is often tasked with babysitting and distracting children, a typical male role in the matrineal religion, while more serious rituals are being performed by the adults. In Benin, Nigeria, Togo, and Ghana, mainly among the Yoruboid and GVE Tadoid peoples. I probably just annihilated all those names of these people. Again, I am so, so sorry, guys. Please don't be offended. I'm trying my hardest here. Legva is viewed as a young and viral trickster deity. Often horned and phallic and his shrine is usually located at the gate of the village in the countryside. Alternatively, he is addressed as Legba Antabon. Antabon Legba. Legba. Can't read my own writing. Again, I say that every day. Or Ati jibon Legba. Papa Legba is thought to have emerged from the Yoruba and GBE Tadoid Disapora as a continuation of the Orisha Eshu. This emerged as Iwa Papa Legba in Haitian voodoo, ...spirit Papa Legba in New Orleans... ...Hoodoo... ...and as the... Orachalia and Santeria. So that was a little insight on Papa Legba... ...a huge deity and or figure in Voodoo... ...itself. Papa Legba being there at the crossroads... ...to be able to talk to the spirits... If they will, ...if Papa Legba will let you cross over... ...to talk to the spirits... Now we're going to move on to Marie Laveau, said by some to be the granddaughter of a powerful priestess in Sainte-Dominique. Laveau reportedly had a familial background in African spirituality. She is drawn to religion after the death of her mother. Laveau underwent the tortulence of Dr. Jean Bayou, a well-known Sinhalese conjurer, She did not take long to dominate the culture and society of voodoo in New Orleans. As a queen for several decades, Laveau was a mother to many people sought her advice for marital affairs, domestic disputes, judicial issues, childbearing, finances, health, and good luck. Laveau would in turn counsel her practitioners by supplying them with advice or with protective spiritual objects such as candles, powder, and an assortment of other items mixed together to create a gree. As Queen Laveau prominently orchestrated rituals at three main sites, her home on St. Anne Street, Congo Square, and Lake Ponta Katrine. And those three main spots is where she did a lot of her rituals. So... Laveau would converse with clients who would meet with her regarding any issues that they are having. In her backyard, she would also have ceremonies that conjured the spirit of the great zombie, the deity Dambala Widu, who would manifest through a snake. The second major ritualistic space, Congo Square, was a public square that was set aside by city officials as a gathering space for both enslaved and free African people. Laveau would gather her followers here on Sundays to dance and worship. No major ceremonies would take place here, but it was a place of spiritual gathering and rejuvenation for Africans who experienced major oppression and hardships, both on the plantation and in the free cities as citizens. The last place of significance that was presided over by Laveau was Bayou, Bayou Street, John's which was located on the shore of Lake Pontacartrain. It was here that major ceremonies took place. Among the initiated in the religion, Laveau would often be accompanied by her king or a second-ranking male officiate. Singing, dancing, drumming, and spirit possession would occur in these gatherings curious white people would often sneak into the woods to witness these ceremonies for sensationalism they would often report extreme tales of what they witnessed so guys now that we've learned about a couple of big names of voodoo it's the rituals that I have looked at that I have you know did some research on and some of the things that they do is actually really interesting um I know that they will bless items and they will do ceremonies for just about anything that you're in need for and these people believe in this so much that it, it it's hard to tell you it's hard to say that it doesn't work or or anything. Like I know that they they do rituals and blessings for finances, marital issues, any type of issue, mental health, anything that's long it's been going on forever whether i i read somewhere women couldn't get pregnant and they went to some priestess and priests in voodoo or hoodoo religion and they did these spells and these uh, incantations and did some blessed objects and and it worked and these women got pregnant for the first time in so many years of trying to get pregnant a lot of this a lot of these rituals on have a lot of animal sacrifice, uh, goats, chickens, chicken bones, things like that, um, but they do it in a way that they're going to, they're not just killing the animal to kill them for this sacrifice, they, they, yes, they kill the animal, but they also eat the animal afterwards, it's not like they just kill the animal to kill the animal to do this ritual, no, they dine on the animal as well chicken feathers is, is big chicken bones, chicken feet are huge in this a lot of religious items as, as they say are a part of this voodoo and hoodoo is nothing to mess with though, much as any type of religion that you don't know uh, it can have some serious backfires as well as any religion there is evil on one side and good on the other such as Christianity is angels and demons Um, voodoo, hoodoo is, you know, good spirits and very bad spirits, and the very bad spirits will linger, and will try to get you just like any other demon or evil thing would, a lot of people mock this religion, which I can't understand why, I mean, I know that it's different to some people, but it's, it's really, it's really a beautiful religion, and an interesting religion as well, to look into. I want to I want to dive even farther into voodoo and I want to see I actually want to see some voodoo. So I want to try to get a hold of a voodoo priestess or a voodoo priest and maybe see if they would want to, you know, do an interview and talk to me about some of the things that they do, some of the things that they've done and maybe just kind of go in depth farther into this for you guys as well as myself. Uh, Learning this has just been so fascinating. The things that they do. You know, you see movies and TV and you see the crazy stuff that they show. But there's so much more to it. It's not just dancing around and, you know, killing animals or whatever. Everything has a meaning. The dances that they do have a meaning. The chanting that they do has a meaning. Even the drumbeat has a meaning. The paint that they wear on their faces has a meaning. The animals, the chicken feathers, the chicken feet—it all has a meaning, and it all plays a role in, in in the whole thing of voodoo and hoodoo. And people are so devout and so devoted to this that it's just amazing. You know, I know a lot of Christians that, that they'll sit here and they'll say, "Well, you know, I believe in God, I believe in Christ, and..." I would never do anything bad like that, but they sin just like everybody else. I'm a Christian myself, and I know that I'm not perfect. And, you know, everybody sins in their own way. And even in the religion of voodoo, people are bad and people are good. But I have just never seen a community of people come together so much like they have. Um, Like I said, guys, it is very fascinating and very interesting what these people what these people do and how they believe and they you know they start at a young age and it goes up until they pass so as we learned yesterday that you know voodoo started in in Africa African religions and it made its way you know across the sea over here to us and mainly in Louisiana in New Orleans um or in New Orleans for, you, you know I mean sorry guys so it's just it's just awesome voodoo dolls that's another big one you know they do have voodoo dolls if they are wronged in some way they believe that they can create a voodoo doll and the voodoo doll can cause harm they also believe that the voodoo doll can hold their anger and their oppression from whoever the voodoo doll is for that you can hold it so they can stay away from all that anger and oppression and they put it into the voodoo doll i mean there's so much there's curses and hexes and just so much that goes into this that i want to dive deeper into it guys and i want you guys to be along with me during this journey to try to figure out and see what voodoo is all about so I will be doing more episodes on voodoo. I'm going to do some lives on voodoo's voodoo and go deeper into this religion. So I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode, the second part to the whole history of voodoo. Tonight we learned about some rituals. We learned about Papa Legba and Marie Laveau. Uh, you guys let me know if you liked it or if you didn't like it. I hope the audio quality is better tonight. Again, guys, I am so sorry for last night's audio quality. I have no idea what had happened. Um, We've just been having some technical issues, and I think I got all the bugs worked out. So, of course, you can go to paranormalinkohio.com. There you can check out the main business page. You can check out some more ghost hunts, ghost stories. You can check out the crystals we have, the sage bundles we have for all cleansing needs, the necklaces, the pins, the bracelets, all the jewelry to go along with the crystals. There you can go to Paranormal Inc. Ohio group. That is our group page on Facebook. There we talk about everything paranormal. You guys give me an idea for shows. I do the research. I come up with the shows. I'll give you a shout out or even have you on the show itself. From there you can go to TikTok and YouTube where you can check out Paranormal Inc. Ohio for some old ghost stories and ghost hunts. And of course on every podcast venue known to man, you can check out the Paranormal Inc. Ohio podcast. That is every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night at 10 p.m. we have a new podcast episode. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. we go live on Facebook to do some conversations about the paranormal. And Friday is our Fear Friday Live, guys, at 10 p.m. on Facebook. There we do in-depth conversations. We also do live hunts. And soon we are going to have some special guests on the lives and on the podcast. So again, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode. Guys, thank you so very much for everything. Um, I love each and every single one of you. And I hope you guys have a good night. And you will see me Thursday night at 10 p.m. live on Facebook. Thanks, guys.